X Men the animated series beyond. <laughs> <laughs> like I just that switch. Did my voice change too? Your voice went so high, man. You were just like, "Yo, you ready?" And they're like, "X Men." <laughs> As soon as I hit record, I was like, I gotta stop mumbling. I have to, like, just. X Men's mid record. Like, you sound like you're your nine year old self. Yeah, because my, yeah, my normal voice my normal <laughs> voice is like, I'll talk like this, and then I'll go like this. But, that's like, but if I do that, nobody understands me. Your radio voice is supposed to go down. It's supposed yeah. to register low. I, I, have to, I, have to, I have to make up for my mumble. I don't know why you went up, man. That got me good. Don't cut that, please. X, I'm not, I'm not cutting that. This is all Stan. X Men. What's what's funny is, is that you you should be used to it by now. But again, if we like so for the people listening at home, the three fans that we have, we with our new way of recording, we typically talk and kind of do a little rundown of what the episode is going to be before we push record. Sometimes that goes for an hour. <laughs> Sometimes, but typically we're a little more just casual and swearing a lot more. But you're using your everyday voice now. When yeah. you record, <laughs> you got you got a little bit different. I did different voice this time, so yeah. I did because I'm trying. Like I said, I'm trying to enunciate said, and be loud. Sure, you literally said, "You ready?" I was like, "Yeah, X Men." Yeah, <laughs> X Men. It, like, it was like two different people. <laughs> it's the Gemini and me. But don't give up too much information, Jesus. <clears throat> X Men: The Animated Series, <laughs> Beyond Good and Evil, four part episode. Now. Th- there's some contention on what episode numbers these are, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in good uh, stat boy the fashion, one, they yeah. released it in the wrong order, and then fans have tried to like piece it back to the correct order. But all of this stems from essentially when they sent it off to the animation studio, which is whatever Far East country that they decide to hire out for it. They sent them and released them in the wrong order. So once I guess Marvel Fox got it back, they weren't smart enough to be like, oh wait, this is not in the right order. Maybe we should just pull back. Yeah, and this yeah, this happened earlier in the season too, like in the series too. It was like uh, there was some certain there was one episode that was supposed to air before the other, but it didn't because it wasn't ready in time. So then it ended up airing. They just pushed for yeah. Like clearly nobody on the staff watched Dragon Ball Z, who would painstakingly oh god restart everything if they didn't have the the most latest up uh, episode. Uh, what's the word? Subbed or dubbed? Yeah. And they, so, like, fans of Dragon Ball would all have this, like, internal rage because we kept waiting for that new episode to drop. And that's, why, that's why I stopped watching it. That's... But if it didn't, it made you going all the way back to the beginning. It was, like, it was legit like a Nintendo video game. Yeah, that's, that's why I stopped watching after school because it was... No saves, no continues. They just took too long. I was like, I can't... They did. They like, did. They, I, I got through the Frieza, the, the Android, and then like partway through the cell, they went halfway and then ended. I was like, I can't keep doing this. I can't, I'm sorry. I can't wait another three fucking years. For it, 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 for those that kept pressing on, you, you like you learned something about yourself. You learned patience. You learned like, I really love Dragon Ball because you invested this much time. Or like you always had a B show, right? So you would just check in at like 4 o'clock or 4.30 and be like, all right, can I get my new Dragon Ball? And like, uh, and then you just see like Goku running across <laughs> the... The dragon bridge or like the the cloud or whatever, like he he'd have entire like three episode arcs just running. The the most heartbreaking part would be you'd wait the year or so, year and a half until the new ones dropped, and then you'd get three episodes of them charging up. And it's like I've waited all this time for this. <laughs> I did, I would watch those re, uh, repeated as opposed to just watching him run because he's just like I'm almost there, friends. And then it's oh like, yeah. <laughs> 
So you'd see that for the first five minutes and then just cut up to the next whatever TV show cartoon that was on. Circle back to uh, X-Men animated series when Fox Kids kind of um, controlled Saturday mornings. Like we were lucky because we had like at least five channels of different cartoons, but Fox Kids like really had all of the superhero and yeah. comic book cartoons that like we loved growing up. Yeah. And here we are talking about one of our favorites. This, this, we could do a whole pod on just this show. Uh, I mean, we're not going to because we're already doing this. If Sapboy remind, reminds us to follow up on some things, we can follow up some. I guarantee there's probably already like four or five podcasts out there that just do this show. But they're not, they're not as good as us. Of course not. They're nowhere near. Who, who better than Comic Patrol? Nobody. Nobody. I really wanted your voice to go extremely high though, there. Who better than who better than Comic Patrol? There's your there's your professional sound. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, this is a four part series that uh, we never got the right order, but now now we have the right order. We can't tell you. We know it was in season four though. That much. Yeah, season four. It's somewhere in the middle of season four. <laughs> Could it's be good ten because like this is where they got to throw in all their uh, extra characters. Like you get Cable, Bishop, Archangel, right? Like, yep. Yeah, well, the, and these guys, this is season four, so most of these guys are coming back from before. Second, this is actually yeah. a, this is actually a continuation off of uh, the two-parter uh, One Man's Worth, where there's the alternate future where Charles Xavier was killed. Oh, right, that they based off uh, the future past, kind of. like in yeah. yeah. Yeah, where Wolverine and Storm were a couple. and yeah. The, the first interracial <laughs> cartoon. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> and that's what sets us apart from everyone else that you're listening to. We let we let you know when it happens. Interracial, interracial. What was the 2018 reference? Interracial marriage. Oh or? yeah, interracial love. Yeah. 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 We, again, this is why we need Stat Boy. Holy shit! That, that's it so much in the in the bottle cap episodes. But Stat Boy, you're needed for these. I will. Movies. I will never tell you to go back and listen to our older episodes. Because I don't think they're that great, but interracial love is all over them, so go back and listen to them. <laughs> no, no, no. Do it. Listen to them, but just yeah. know it gets a lot better. <laughs> yeah, just take it. Yeah, there you go. So if you go plow through, like, the first, what, 15 first, to 20? Yeah, just understand that the first, I'd say the first, like, six to eight are not our, <laughs> not go, our best. Go back though. and listen to our first one and then our most recent one and tell us how shitty we were as yeah. podcasts. Yeah. yeah, please tell us. Yeah, I want actually want to know. You do want to know. Because you know, I'm, never, I'm never listening to that again. So Coked about those levels. So he wants to know what we Yeah. yeah. To this day, he's still pissed off by having set up our uh, my microphone. I'm what? so mad. I'm like low-key just, just furious with you. This, this is what happens when we don't have an hour meeting beforehand. We spend we start all rambling hour about talking about all the shit we have been talking about before the record. So it starts off with Cable and... <laughs> <laughs> minutes in, you get the review. We have to start timestamping shit so people be like, I don't want to hear all this joke. Yeah. Starts, a, starts a cable and his clan chosen. In With, Cairo 3999. Yeah, yeah. They're they're going to uh, take Thank out you. Apocalypse in his Lazarus chamber. Right. Well, he's vulnerable because every hundred years he, he hibernates. He's recharge, yeah. Recharge, yeah. I guess he doesn't eat or breathe, but he does this. Or shit. Yeah, or, he, yeah. And his his son Tyler's there. I didn't. Oh yeah, I wrote a uh, cable. Son is a runt, Tyler. <laughs> it's just he's just pint sized cable. He's even got the metal yeah. arm and everything. <laughs> but uh, not a deeper voice and 
a little bit like Guile, but not as cool. No Sonic Boom Kick, like square head shit. Yeah, this this was. I think this was. Uh, pretty sure this was exclusive to the cartoon. I don't think this is from the comics. This was something it's, new. It's definitely not from Deadpool two because they reference Cable having a daughter. There you go, and he actually he has a son. His son, his name is Tyler. It was more, it was more recent in that past year or two. Doesn't matter. Tyler's yeah, a. We're literally trying to give you twenty minutes on Tyler. Yeah, fuck this kid. <laughs> in a four part video. Fuck this kid. He's only important because his dad's a badass. So the bad the badass thing that happens about this time, um, jump is Cable finally confronts Apocalypse's lair and Apocalypse like, no, I'm smarter than you, and steals his time traveling tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he saw the attack coming. <laughs> it just bounced. Like, all right, I got this now. Peace. Cable's like, damn it. The way he was talking here made me laugh because he was just being such a dick. Like he is though. Like he's yeah. he's been around so long that he knows. Every, he's like he's lived Groundhog Day, and like in Bill Murray fashion, he can be super sarcastic and just kind of an asshole. Yeah. But it's still kind of funny. Like if you're yeah. just watching from the outside, you're like, it is funny. Such a dick. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like I've been here so many times. It's like we're like, always we're, same mistakes. There'll always be people around to fight your evil. He's like, I'm not malevolent. This is where he had like a moment of clarity. He's like, I'm right. not malevolent. I simply am. And he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, am, I, am I that bad? <laughs> honestly, these, this four-part miniseries had a lot of profound uh, theories and just like things that you could try and understand about time and just like good and evil. Like they played on a lot of really cool archetypes that when i was a kid i definitely wasn't looking for but now no that's, back, that's like, oh shit that was that's like, you know this, this this show was geared more towards it had them geared more towards teens because as a kid like a single digit kid i don't understand half the shit they would be saying about right. the access to time like all this weird i'd be like whoa so yeah he just has this epiphany or this moment of clarity where he's kind of like because cable mentions he's like if you get rid of me there's gonna be another one it's kind of like the so was like well, well, there, I guess there is going to be another one and another one. So how do I get around that? And they just, yeah. he just fucked right. off. Yeah. How do I <laughs> they just take his leaves. I'm gone. Then they flash backwards to Professor X, May 11th, 1959. Yeah. And this is where the part I was talking about uh, after One Man's Worth. This is, that's how One Man's Worth ends when they and, save. And this yeah, is the when, that it, it creates from that. Yes. Yeah. When they, when they save him um, from Trevor, Trevor Fitzroy and Bantam, he's... Um, Wolverine, Storm, and and Bishop. And Bishop's yeah, funny in this because he plays such a pivotal role, but then he's not in it for about he's three not in quarters. It at all, of it. Like, like the three, they pulled him out to be like, okay, you're the you're the key that fixes it, but we have nothing for you to do. I will say this though, you know he's important because he's the only guy who has his own theme song. Oh yeah, he's got the. If you notice that, yeah, that like country, that western one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time they show him, they play that. I'm like. That's how you, so you know he's important. They're not saying he's not. He's just he's barely in it. Personally, the, this is the best costume design for Bishop for me. With yeah, his, I love this his one. M tattoo, which is awesome. But they gave him the red bandana. Yeah, which just cuts across the like the royal blue and yellow. But yeah, he explains his armband technology to Bishop, Storm, and Wolverine, and it's Storm with a classic uh, mohawk. Yeah, mohawk. Yeah, which I personally love that look on her. Because um, it was cool. Because yeah, their time is done, right? Right. And he can now return back home. Any any fans of Sliders or Quantum Leap, he gets to push the buttons on his little recorder and head back to his original time, which is Forge's Lab, 2055 AD. But as he's sliding to walk through the portal to be home and like see his sister and Forge, um, he gets sucked back through into time and kind of like 
falls out of time as he Apocalypse basically like hijacks his time feed, or that's what I assumed at the time. Yeah, like he, he pulls the rug from under him so he can't walk the same path. He kind of falls and he falls into the like a limbo. Yeah. yeah. And he meets a he meets some lunatic named Bender. Bender in the axis of time. Yeah, and I was like, what is going on? I don't remember all this. I honestly I honestly don't remember. I remember um I do. I remember the Bender Bishop stuff outside of the actual episode. It's in yeah. the episode I was like, oh fuck. Like this, 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 gonna say, this character Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I remember I remember Bishop and a lunatic. I don't remember his name being Bender. I don't even remember what he looked like, but like it, it rang a bell, but I was like, what? Like this is the 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 the, the cable stuff I didn't remember at all. I sure was cool. Bishop. Yeah, yeah. Come really back cool. to the present day. They're they're finally getting Scott and Jean's marriage completed. Because any fans of the show know this is the first time that they try to get married, and obviously it's hilarious that nothing ever works out for this couple in terms of we can't have a happy day. But they actually they actually get to say I do. So they're yeah. finally married. Yeah, they're right? finally married. How do you like? Uh, how did you like Wolverine begrudgingly cutting a cake? <laughs> Um, I like how he threatened Scott, and I just wrote great toast. He's like, if you ever heard it, <laughs> your ass. Kicks his slice. And at least. I was like, all right, that's, that's kind of all I need from him. Like, what? He didn't even react to that. No, it's, it's second nature. The yeah. first, if anyone is a fan of the show, the first wedding, he spent the majority of when they were supposed to be married in the danger room just fucking up Sentinels. That's right. And, like, ruins his tux and everything. And I was like, what's wrong with you, dude? Like, yeah. the room. it's not about you, but, like. Again, it's it is kind of about him because they also made Wolverine really a central focus for. He was huge in this. Yeah, he was huge in the story. He shouldn't be as big as he is. No, he's obviously beloved, and that's why he's so beloved by fans and children who watch. Yeah, they knew by season four who who the favorite was. You could tell because they have they had him in almost every scene they could get him in. They had him in. They squeezed him in. They love. He has has in his. He has some great lines in this. He, he's got a distinct voice. I'm sure yeah. you wrote a few lines. I got a couple too. Yeah. Um, the wedding ends. They throw Rogue. He throws the bouquet. Rogue catches it. That's kind of it for Rogue this episode. <laughs> so she's like, what am In I going to do with this? Like, <laughs> like, that has like easily 60 mutants assembled from all over the world in different times. They're like, Rogue, catch this bouquet and you're done for the night. Yeah, like, that's yeah. it for you. They gave her the Jubilee role. Um Although like, Ju- Jubilee has Jubilee does bitch work in this yeah. one too, but has more to do and more to say. She's got more lines. Like she's fair like, enough. I don't want to stay back here. It's like fair enough. Who would want to stay at the house anyway? The whole party gets uh, dropped on by Sinister's goons. The, the nasty, nasty boys. Yeah, sorry. And then uh, Wolverine and one of the lines I wrote down is like, this, "The party ain't over yet, right?" <laughs> like it kind of is though, right? Like, <laughs> like he gets he gets he gets his uh, he's come up and yeah, he gets that in. Which is awesome because uh, Nasty Boys kidnap Gene. Yep. They kidnap Scott and Gene, take them down the road. They actually take Gene, and then yeah. you have Wolverine being like, I can't smell her, so something's really wrong. And then it, uh, Xavier goes to Cerebro and is like, I can't find her. Something's super wrong, right? So, like, a good indicator of what this episode's going to be. Like, they can't use their their everyday kind of That's right. power sets. And I, um, I enjoy how, like, when I say Jubilee was doing bitch work, I mean... The whole team goes looking for Cyclops and and Jean, yeah. and they're like, "Julie, you just stay and evacuate the guests." <laughs> <laughs> and then Sister shows up, and the tax professor X and Jubilee, right? And yeah, he just, he just finger guns her. He just puts his he just puts up like his finger gun and goes bang, and then she's like, "She's, <laughs> she's done. Useless. She's useless. Yeah, useless." Uh, and and so actually, like, I wrote a note. I was like, 
dump Jubilee off the team, recruit Shard, because she was way more effective. Bishop and like like strong and like like had presence of mind. Like yes. she's she's a vet for like so many different reasons. Yeah. But we'll get, we'll get into like who didn't make the cut. Um, they cut it's back a, to Bender and Bishop who who are stuck on Axis, and Bishop's sister uh, Shard, knowing that something's wrong. Uh, finally works out a plan with Forge to travel to the present day where the X-Men are. That's the closest that she can get a read on where Bishop could be. Yeah. Um, I smell something sinister. I was like, shut up, Wolverine. Yeah, that was that was that was the one. <laughs> he, <laughs> ma- he makes up for it though when the nasty boys come back and he uh throws the pie in Ruckus's face and then drops his <laughs> hair bag like that. He like took care of two of them just like that. It was like pie in the face, double drop kick. <laughs> I will give this four arc episode its due. It has the best like versus like they only have a couple lines leading up to when the battles happen. Everything else for me, I wrote down nasties versus X Men, X Men versus blank. X Men, like, there's oh, always yeah, a yeah. battle going on. They yeah. just need like two people to say their stupid lines. So again, Nasty Boys versus X Men was was awesome. And then uh, Sinister leaves. Who does he leave behind? Which was made me laugh. No, he he takes um he well yeah he grabs he grabs Charles, but then oh, his Nasty boys. boys yes, yeah, I was dying. <laughs> so he. So this, this is the way the events go. The, the, the series of events is yes. that you know that Gene and Scott get taken. So Sinister goes back to the mansion and finger he just puts up a finger gun and blows up. He just shoots um, Jubilee, takes Charles. The X-Men come back. He's running from them. He can't get into his portal. So the Nasty Boys come. They fight them. They lose. Then they leave. And they leave him there still. <laughs> and he's like, wait. Like, why, yeah, didn't, yeah, why didn't you just leave? You work for me, though. Like, the whole yeah. power struggle is hilarious. Like, that was just a good, like, offtake of, like, wait a minute. Like, you guys should be, like, rolling out the red carpet so I go first to the portal. Yeah. Anyway, the episode ends with, uh, we now learn that Sinister's working with Apocalypse. And Apocalypse has some sort of plan where he needs Gene, right? We don't know more than Gene at this yeah. point. Yeah. Oh, well, Gene and he wanted Charles, but he couldn't get him. Not yet. So. He Part wanted two. Him. Yeah. Part two. Start yeah, the Shi'ar Empire. I was like, oh no, what did I sign up for? Because as soon as he came, I got upset. <laughs> Who signed up for? Your boy, I, I, I was like, no. I couldn't wait to talk to you about Gladiator. Fucking, he does fuck all in this too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cough all over this motherfucker. He's, a, what, what's his job? He's a basically a glorified bouncer. Yeah. Yeah. Useless. And he's supposed I to be love, like the, I love when he shows the, up. the galaxy's champion because I hate him. That's why. I know exactly. exactly. Which, was, which was super awesome. Is Ladybird's in this? Uh, yeah, we, Deathbird. Yeah, because we, we were just talking about it. we like she's um, important in the in our docs run right now. Our Dawn of X run. Yeah, if you're not like, listening oh, to our Hawks Pox docs, which is what people do, they plug other things. We are listening to one thing, so you can listen to the other thing. You'll hear more hot takes on Ladybird in our Hawks Pox docs. Actually, I talked shit about Gladiator in that too. Nobody knows what Hawks Pox Docs means. It's not, it's not how you're listening, Hawks Pox Docs? <laughs> so <nobody knows. laughs> I'm just trying to get the shirt made, man. I just want to Hawks shirt we, we, Well, then it should be We Talks Hawks oh, Pox Docs. And, look, and this is the genius that just happens when See? we decide to just push record. We can't help, we can't help this. This is just. Um, so, to your credit, we do an additional podcast on just the. Who's the I want to say Bendis, but I'm always wrong when I say it. Hickman. Hickman's Hickman's Don of X Hickman's relaunch. Yeah. Of X-Men, yeah, his 
2019 X-Men expansion, new universe, new 52, reboot, reboot, reboot. We've been thoroughly enjoying reading that and talking as much shit about that as possible. Yeah. If you want to hear us talk more shit about Lady Bird and Gladiator, and when I say we, I mean me, uh, you can check out our, I think, most recent episode. Yeah. We go into how New Mutants and uh, a good uh, Sunspot cameo, not cameo, or just a interaction with Lady Bird. So it's funny, yeah, we're watching this. I was like, hey, I know Death that chick. Yeah. Deathbird. So is. Apocalypse comes and tries to scoop up Lalandra. Um, <laughs> but he lies. He's like, I lied. I lied. <laughs> it takes Oracle instead. That was a wonderful. Like, she, that, 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 yeah. Apocalypse is low-key the MVP of this run because he's just, he's doing whatever the fuck he wants to do, regardless of all the amazing deals he made. Because he made, like, deep deals with a lot of, like, Bad dudes, yeah. Yeah, but like the fact that he just shows up, he's like, and Lady Bird's all angry. He's like, we had a deal. He's like, I lied. Well, I, I like, I, I appreciate the fact that he actually picked up Lalandra too. And that yeah, was like, like oh, nah. I do a little lip service. He's like, That's oh. how committed he was to his lie, was that he actually did it like, he didn't even just come in and take, because or- he was after Oracle. He didn't come in and just take Oracle. He came in and took Lalandra and then put it down. And it was like, nope. I'm here What's for her. so fucked up? He's the one dude that should have a catchphrase that's like, I got time. Yeah. And like, pick up people and just like, fuck them around for a little bit. All right, no, I lied. It takes what he wants. But like, again, uh, he, he goes into super giant apocalypse, which Gladiator can't fuck with. Which I, actually, I kind of now want to see a Gladiator versus apocalypse giant size. Let's see how that runs down. But picks up uh, Lalandra and then drops her <laughs> to pick up Oracle, who's an actual. Uh, psychic or yeah. mentalist, I wrote mentalist, and disappears into his uh, time portal. Sinister shares with cut to Sinister shares with Gene. He sold his soul for time, essentially. Like the reason that he's linking up with Apocalypse is because he's promised him enough time to build his genetic masterpieces. Yeah. Which for Sinister is like the perfect dream, right? Like all he wants to just keep fucking with science. I really like how they actually went in. Like all the people that Sinister. Or not all of them, but all the the big heads of the sinister or sinister apocalypse allies himself with that they they they, uh, they make time to explain what their motivations yeah. are. It's like Ra- sinister- rationalization because it's a, yeah. it's a big deal. Like it is a big deal. Selling their soul for their devil. Like, like Deathbird, he he promised Deathbird that she could be the queen of the Shi'ar Empire. So she's like, I'm in. Right. I'm taking my sister, it I'm in. <laughs> it didn't happen. Sinister she's is like, yeah, he promised too. he promised me like I could be I could do my creations and then I can jump in time to see if they even worked. Yeah, which I feel I like of all the deals he made, the sinister one is the one that he can actually uphold on. Yes, yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, I'll bow down to you. We can stick out of outside of time. Outside of time is like this whole new playground where if you get to play with and like enjoy, you kind of run the gambit of rules. It's like a lawless state. Like there's there's no laws, right? In, including time and so space. So wild west, man. Yeah. So that's the kind of phrase I was looking for. But sinister being sinister, this is the perfect playground for him to finally do what he's always like wanting to do and been doing, just genetical research and fucking with uh, the mutant X gene. And so thanks to a uh, psychic message from Lalandra to Charles, we figure out that Apocalypse is actually collecting psychics. I do love every time that Lalandra tries to talk to Charles. Oh, no, you're going to say it. You're taking one. Yeah, go ahead. Well, he just, oh, I'm not going to say the line, but he always just fucks. No, the, yeah, it's like a scene. Oh, I know. But no, you, you say that line. But, like, I was like, like, like it's always jarring to him. Like, yes, that's what I was gonna say. He's always like, ah! Like, like, she's like the worst wake-up alarm on your phone. Where, like, <laughs> it's like, you know you have to get up, so it's, like, the harshest. Like, she's never, like, 
like taps him on the shoulder, like whispers something. She was like, Charles, you have to watch out. And he's like, ah, my brain, my, my lush brain. That's exactly what I was going to say. Every time she contacts him, he's like, ah, <laughs> anybody else talking to him, it's fine. He's just, I legit thought you were going to say pussy's going to get him killed, which not yet. I still believe is true. No, I'm saving that for it. But if there's any pussy that's going to get him killed, it's Lelandra. Yeah, probably. It, it, like he can't he can't forget her phone number like you can't block her no you can't but she unless didn't, you spend she, like a week doing the mental blocks like she always got the direct dms sliding right in ah! <laughs> to, be, to be fair she didn't put him in danger this one no but like it's okay if if i'm a paraplegic and my only power strength <laughs> is my mind for you to like just yell at that like it's literally like she's walking up in his ear and be like yeah. bah! <laughs> Every time, like, she's so smart and like so strong that she hasn't figured out a way to like whisper or say like knock knock. No. Like she's always just like, "Yo, wake up!" Like, yeah. so it's like I'm not ready for this shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like it kills me. It kills me. But uh, it leads to a greater conversation between Scott and Storm. Storm. Yeah, yeah. Who, who talk about if it's smart to use Cerebro to track all the mutants who are psychic and have psychic abilities and kind of like keep watch. And Storm's like, no, like, we can't use mutants for bait. Like, we're playing into their hand. And Cyclops being the kind of the most militant, it's just like, we know who's attacking everybody. We know what they're going to attack. Like, this is our best way to be prepared. So, yeah. And then you got, Ga- and then you got Gambit going, but if they're psychic, shouldn't they know it's coming? <laughs> you, get the, you get the humor in that. But yeah. I appreciate as like a comic book reader and like a fan now, how they gave the leaders of gold squad and blue squad that moment of like, yo, we're both leaders and we both have a very equal um, stance and strategic mindset on how to approach this. It wasn't like a whole episode of just talking about storm and no. Cyclops, but they gave just enough to be like, okay, like these twos don't fuck around, which I super like dug. No, I love, I love that conversation, but you also get the sense that the, uh, the obvious telltale signs that Cyclops is in it for Jean. Like he puts her, about everything and he this whole series he kind of is resulted to bitching about gene um for most of it because he just wants to find so he'll he's she's he's she's always at the forefront of his mind rightfully so they just got married yeah keep him i was gonna say keep in mind yeah. it's still his wedding day like he just switch out of his tux to go back into his like yellow underwears but all his decisions are based on like with her first it's not it's not for like the greater good it's for her it's like we even though he her. says it's not personal it's not about gene this time yeah, he's lying there's the greatest thing uh, there's, there's there's in it, but fair enough. Like, or not lying on purpose, but I think he's just he's still blinded by yes, it. Yes, so she yes. will get him killed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's yeah. a be- there's a better one for that. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to use that line. Okay, fair enough. Cut to uh, Worthington, England, which is hilarious. Enter Psylocke. Yeah, Psylocke. No English accent, unfortunately. Um, no, but she, her first appearance in this show is right now, and then she goes and she breaks into Warren's home and. <laughs> From the moment, he, so she breaks into Warren's Warren's um, mansion or castle, whatever. It doesn't. Yeah, wait. Let me just give this line of dialogue that they gave her. Nice doggy okay. nap time. Yeah. So really giving women strong voices in the nineties. Nice she also yeah. says, "I should have brought my strapping cart when she breaks into Worthington's house." Yeah, like, they had the they had, they had to mention that. That's right. <laughs> I was like, "Wow." Yeah. But you were saying like she finally yeah. breaks. In. She breaks in. She's about to steal some things and. He uh, he was just happened to be watching from because he's still blue skin archangel. Yeah. yeah, he's, he's perched on top and he sees her. So he puts a yeah he puts a stop to that. But he is I was gonna say he gets to a fight with her and when they're fighting, 
her ninja robe that she's wearing starts to rip. Correct. And the moment that starts to rip and her, her classic costume comes out, this dude's thirsty. Cause he's, cause he's like, he's like, I wonder what she looks like under that mask. <laughs> fair. She, well, not fair that he says that he does say that, but I was going to say like, look at uh, Psylocke prepared for 2020 uh, future. Cause she's already battling in her mask. Like she knows. The, like, yeah. yeah that. Oh, that's yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. She's yeah. already, she was uh, masked up. I also loved uh, when they were battling on the cliff and stuff, the sound that they used for Archangels flying, like they, they have the wing sound still and like the gush of wind. So they added the, the like metallic metal yeah. sound yeah. to like play into the fact that he's never going to be like this true clean angel, pure angel. I just always remember liking that sound when I was a kid and I heard it again. I was like, oh yeah, Archangel's the best. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't really care for Angel much. I think he's a bit of a baby. Again, but... you say Angel. This is Archangel. Blue face yeah. is sometimes better than yeah. like white face. <laughs> wow. Okay. Normal. normal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you know, but you noticed that when I say Angel. Wow. Get out of your Tropic Thunder, your favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, this this fight is funny. She, Psylocke's a psychic in this. She never uses her mental powers at all. Except well, for she, the, st- she stabs him in the back, and, and that's where that's where that's where pussy's gonna get him killed. That's where pussy's well, gonna get him killed. Cool too, she's like cool. Because well, he he chases her like she does. She barely fights. She just runs away, and he chases her to like this cliff, and she jumps. I'm like, I'm like, the fuck did she jump for? And then it, she tells you. She says later, I knew you wouldn't let me fall, and he's kind of. It's kind of. It's a nod to the comics that these two were a couple twice, and. So he's wouldn't, showing... it also be, wouldn't it also be a nod to her using her psychic power, though? The fact that, like, he's infatuated by her, so he's not going to let this... That's not psychic. That's just intuition. That's a woman's intuition. She just knew that... I knew about... Because she did her homework before she... She cased like, the case right? Well, fine. No. She don't want to do it. She just wants to jack up the dude for, I guess, art pieces, right? Cause yeah. Just, yeah. Like, he's rich. So, the only reason why he's on any team is because he's the money. Um, yes. Well, yeah, he's still a badass. Well, anyway, we'll get into that one. Yeah. Archangel. Um, so he finally wakes up, sees that uh, she's still loading up her shopping cart now, which is her truck, and drives off to, I guess, a containment or storage facility. facility yeah. He follows. Um, and then you get Archangel versus Psylocke part two, which is great. A lot of these battles have a part two to them. Like there's a Yeah, and I like, I like how she dumps on him, how he's she drops knowledge on how he like denies his mutant heritage and how he's obsessed with hunting down apocalypse. Like it's and like and it hits him with the receipts of like how you pay to look for a cure and shit. It's like, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, he's denying his heritage. It's like yeah, you try to cure. You're a traitor. Like because you you think she's a bad guy, but it's like no, this she's right about all that. Well, the thing about this series, well, this arc, there's like everyone's not really a bad guy. Everyone just has their own perspective on what they really want to get done, and that's it kind of really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for this like four parts right because even you can empathize with apocalypse to a certain extent but like magneto sinister like all the deals that he makes you can kind of see their side from it which i thoroughly enjoyed yeah but as uh, archangel and psylocke are getting into it enter Sabretooth and mystique which is awesome and she gets to fight so she fights Sabretooth. this is what I'm, i don't know if, not, this, not, must, it, not for the comic it must be it must, yeah i was gonna say it must be on purpose the whole well her her and her and warren meeting meeting and having that moment that's a nod to the comics, and then her versus Sabretooth, that's a nod to the comics because she gets to like she gets two scraps with him once, right? And they're both impact, they're both uh, impactful in the comics. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's super awesome. And then another yeah. level for someone that when we were watching it as kids wouldn't get it, but once you start reading more, you're like, oh shit! Like they, yeah, these three characters have a deep history. 
Yes. That all circle each other. Yeah. I always have this question: Is Sabretooth in a suit, or is that his body? <laughs> it's it's kind of like Rhino with the. It's fused in the, in the Spider-Man, and yeah, I don't know. It's like fused to him, but. Then I don't know how this guy like. I wasn't looking for a bulge, but like you expect, like look, he looks like a Ken doll. Because his like, because those like they show his butt in this, and it's, it's, it's like, like it's a weird yeah. thing. That's why it's not. That's why it's not Rhino. Like Rhino, you know, like his flesh tone is trying to be like an animal. Fair enough. But like they, his face is the same color as his butt with no like butt crack. Yes. But then his but then there's that collar around his neck, isn't it? Like there's the there's a bit of a line. So I'm assuming I'm it's saying, a suit. He, he, yeah. he chose this costume. Like he's oh, yeah. not like yeah. red's a cool color. He's like flesh tone. I was like, like, really? Like this doesn't make you more intimidating. The fact no. that you have all this chest hair and then no balls, like it's like he went way overboard with the Craven the Hunter cosplay, you know, like no wonder like Wolverine always wants to beat up on your ass. You're like yeah. like you you look you asking for it. Yeah. Dressed like looking like that. But he's so big, I guess nobody says anything. <laughs> Speaking of Wolverine and Shard who were casing the joint on Psylocke, break in, and he Wolverine's line is eat your nope. spinach. Oh, that's <laughs> what it was. No, he goes, he goes, Saber is like, You better stay away from me. He's like, he's like, Ooh, what you gonna do? Eat your spinach. And I had a fucking great laugh at that. It's like, what's he gonna do? And then they start going at it, which is all you want, right? Like yeah. that's the I guess that's why you use Wolverine, right? He has the best matchups with everyone. Yes. Or like well, most, he, and he can take a lot of damage too. Yeah. Like he's fought basically everybody. So in a cartoon world, he's the easy go through. So yeah, him him and Mystique fight face off with Shard and Wolverine with Psylocke caught in the middle because she's like, what is going on? If you didn't think that was enough star power to like get you wet off of, oh my gosh, these are all the superheroes and villains I never thought would battle each other. Magneto shows up in the fourth quarter to steal Psylocke. I was yeah. like, all right, I'm all in now. Yeah, and I was like, okay. when I first saw him, I was like, okay, there's no way he's working for Apocalypse. I think he's doing his own thing. Nope, mm-hmm. he's working with Apocalypse. I was like, oh. Correct. To the point that he wraps up Wolverine in chains and then attaches him to the U.S. Tin Man. That was just sick. That was, yeah. to make sure the name of the boat was U.S. Tin Man. Yeah. And then picks up the boat, U.S. Tin Man, and drops it on the, the, the docks. storage unit. I was like... Yeah. And the, what a perfect like cameo from Mag- Magneto, right? This not even a Magneto episode yet. No, he just he's only been in it for like two minutes. And it, this is just him flexing it, like this is how strong I fucking am. I fucking love it. Um, Magneto. So wouldn't um, but when so when he's taking Psylocke, Wolverine jumps him and they fall into the water. Wouldn't Wolverine just sink to the bottom? With all that animation. Yeah, like, he would just that he would just literally drop to the bottom, and that's um, the one he would die. To, like, the greatest like lats ever. I don't know if the lats is the correct muscle that you need to swim. Well, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Magneto takes him out of the water to tie him to the boat, right? I mean, yeah, he, he just left he, him he, there and he, he would die. He saves his life. I yeah, just thought he, it was hilarious that when Magneto, Mystique, uh, capture Psylocke and like phase out, they leave Sabretooth. <laughs> yeah, they just leave him there. Yeah, just face <laughs> down. Was, like, under all that rubble, like he fucking like threw his own, I guess, general or like foot soldier. Under all the rubble that he created with dropping that <laughs> That's right. He dropped the boat on where Sabretooth was. Like, they needed Storm to come in and clean up all that shit out. But I was yeah. like, maybe don't give a fuck, eh? He's just like, I got the girl, let's roll. Yeah, I'm out. And then you get the... the you get Magneto's pack with Apocalypse that uh, Magneto sold his soul to get the resurrection of his wife. Which yeah, which is... Yeah, I'm like, that, that checks out. And yeah, that's, that's all I need, really. Yep. Um, cut to Cable's Future, thirty nine ninety nine, and now 
Cable, Travis, and their brood. Are it's Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> I don't. That's a, that's how much I care about him. That's the last yeah, time I was gonna bring out his name. I don't uh, blame you. But yeah, they're, like, they're looking for more uh, time tech to steal so he can get back to get his original time tech. Yeah, he. Yeah, and then that was the end, and they go. They cut to part three, and they they talk about a a government facility that has a, a basically a time machine in there. So he, they they go into it and find the gray Malkin. Yeah, um, which I called the Technodrome because it was just easier to remember. It looks like a Technodrome. It looks like the top half of the Technodrome, doesn't it? Without yeah, the it's missing the eye, and it doesn't have the the tread wheels. That's what I mean, just top half. It's got more insect legs on the bottom, but still. Yeah, yeah it's like a big. It, yeah, it's a big spaceship. And they also cut back to Bender and Bishop, who don't have much to do except for Bender to prove how annoying he is to Bishop. Yeah, and he's very annoying. His voice is irritating and. And what was what was Bishop's line? He's like, he's like, I've had a long day. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, yeah, well, dude, you, in the middle of nowhere, what the hell? He knows what you what you've been through. As Cable's trying to battle to break into this government lab, um, his son—I'm not going to use his name anymore—is basically useless. So I laughed when he gets pinned down by robots on yeah. like a cliff, and he's like, "I'll come back for you." Yeah, he's like, and then I said, "Like these robots have terrible aim. Like, like they're all literally like, uh, what's it? Fucking troopers, Star troopers, from- troopers. Yeah, yeah, for real. Because I'll like, there's four of them just shooting directly at Cable, and he's just running a straight line. Yep, like, he's not even zigzagging. <laughs> like, didn't even care. He's like. Just makes the line of like, well, you guys can shoot all you want. I won't be here for long. And then finds the Technodrome. Gray, what's it actually called? Gray Malkin, the Gray Malkin. Gray Malkin. And as he makes his escape from that time to presumably where Apocalypse is, Apocalypse being Apocalypse interrupts and sends Cable to present day instead. Yeah, present day. Yeah. He's like, no, you, you're gone. He was literally just watching on his TV. He's like, I'm just waiting for the moment to change the channel. And when he changes the channel, cable changes with it like like he's watching this run makes me so upset with what they did with movie apocalypse yes and that's yeah thank you because he's he's actually one of the funniest mutants i've ever come across he's a a fucking asshole and then he's so powerful that like like he'll make the the line about lifting a finger being too much work yeah (laughs) that it comes off like sarcastic that i can't help but laugh like he, like he kind of doesn't even take him own self seriously. Like he's been there like so long enough, it just makes sense to him. He just doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't. Every, he doesn't care. It, it's amazing. It's like I laughed so much during this at him because he was great. Um, and then uh, they cut to Beast on the TV talking about like time. So Beast figures, yeah. And so Beast figures it out. It's seemingly seemingly by accident. He just like figures out how Bishop was misplaced he's like yeah you know when a stronger when a stronger mutant or more powerful mutant passes one going through time it he takes over where that one was going and read like they redirects the, the, the week for me i thought that was silver surfer on the the tiny tv screen I think everybody's silver Surfer. that's how much i watched it i was like silver surfer is gonna be like i thought that was a cameo and then they they put the same like generic character above him and i was like oh no that's just yeah, their no. default character yeah yeah it's just uh, their, yeah they're bliss- Placebo. Um, I, I do love when uh, Sabretooth is getting interrogated. Interrogated, he says, "Suck rocks, pretty boy." Suck rocks. rocks, pretty boy. God damn it, Sad boy! Put that on a t-shirt for me. I will wear that everywhere. Another another nod to the comics here is when when uh, Wolverine kind of takes over for Scott, 
he's like logan's like i'm I'll let me take over the interrogation he's like you can like kind of suck rocks so he <laughs> so he leaves and wolverine lets him out yeah to fight him that happens in the comics in a more indirect way he kind of he he, he unintentionally no he, he does he just doesn't he doesn't intentionally let him out, but he kind of goads him until he breaks himself out. And okay. he's like, oh, look, now you're out. So then they fight, right? So that's, yeah, that happens here yeah. too. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then... I do. I, I love that he's like, I, you're just going to fight me now. Like, fuck interrogation. And then he... They close he doesn't even the, start. The big, he just... vault, the big vault door closes behind him. Yeah. It's like, you're going to lock, lock me in here with him. Like, yeah. it was such a... What's the dude uh, from Watchmen who's like, you're not... Oh, Rorschach? Yeah, I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. Like, yeah. Wolverine always maintains that he's the strongest in any situation. Right or wrong, it's good energy, but, like, he's been wrong a lot, too. Yes, like, yeah. Um, then you have a nice little trade-off between Cyclops and Cable talking about sons and how Cable's and, motivation is trying to get back to his son. So he, he doesn't know that he's his dad, right? Nobody knows that. Okay, nobody, because, only the viewer does. Okay, because I was talk, waiting for it. I was like, because remember the Corsair thing? Remember the last one we did the Dark Phoenix episode? Correct. I was going to say, when we referenced the last time we watched the show, Jean knows, but Jean's yes. the one out of, like, she's not in this cast. She's been kidnapped, right? And being not a good girlfriend, wife, not telling him this information. Actually, I take that back because Jean only knows who Corsair. dad is. Yeah, she, she knows is. about Corsair. Yeah, not Cable. I don't know if anyone knows about Nathan. Because Cable's their kid. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's... I don't know if she looked that far ahead. But it's, again, for the comic book fan, the comic cartoon advocate, like, there's this little moment where you're like, oh, my gosh, like, you, you're... I thought they were going to... Yeah. Which is great. Um, Perfection. So Wolverine finally dumps uh, Sabretooth on, like, the table. It's like, alright, I figured out that he's working for Apocalypse. Why did he drag him Why did he drag him into the control room? He wanted to... Th- there's more he ought to... First of all, I think it's a lot about, like, he wants to prove that, like, this is his kill. Like, he banged... Right, yeah, yeah, okay, it's like ragged, braggadocious, yeah. And, and two, he's gotta be, like, he knows his team, right? Sooner or later, he he knows he's gonna need more information from Sabretooth. Because he prompts Professor X to be like, this is what I got out of him. If you want me to get out more out of him, I'll beat him more. Or let me stop you there, just for because I actually wrote down I wrote down a note for this part, and it just says, "Read his fucking mind, Charles." Like what? <laughs> Which is I find hilarious because they give Professor X this convenient like morality, and like I made a promise not to do search minds anymore. It's not like the and then he does it anyway. And then he does it anyway. I'm like just. When he started Just going on it. about that, yeah. my first, I was like, "Just read his fucking mind." This is you got a guy going through time portals, kidnapping psychics. Just read his fucking mind. You know, this is something big. <laughs> like, Professor X has always been the MacGuffin. That's like they have to find reasons to withhold his power. Yes, and he can end everything like right now. He's strong enough to like tap into everybody's mind and be like, "Oh, you're bad, dead. You're good, stay alive." What? Yeah. They have to keep giving him these moralities and I guess these handicaps, which is funny enough why he's actually handicapped. That might just be another nod to the fact that we have to handicap our most powerful mutant because it's unfair yeah. to have him as shots fired, a Superman. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like that uh, once they read his mind and figure out the, the big plan, then Professor X splits up the team and then you find out who the actual fucking X-Men team is going to be. Yeah. Um, and it's... Uh, the X team I call Cable, Cyclops, Storm, Beast, Wolverine, and then uh, it's supposed to be Archangel, 
But uh, I can't remember who he's trading off and talking about, we're not sure if you're going to be like uh, a vengeful mind on this apocalypse mission. Yeah. And, Wol- and Wolverine has the great line of revenge can be the best, can sure help. Wolverine has the great line, revenge can sure help you focus, right? And I was like, uh, yeah, like that's been Wolverine's MO for as long as he's been. Like, Yeah, he's right into it. The, that's his Batman kind of. Yeah whichever came first of like, let me just associate all my energy on this one person and I'll fuck them up once I get a hold of them. Yeah. Uh, and then you get another cable Cyclops talking about sons part two. Yeah. And they jump to Cairo and end up fighting the four horsemen. So. It's, yeah. It's, and then they cue the theme too. I love yeah, when this episode would, yeah. was always great about anytime the X-Men team assembled, you'd get the musical cue for the greatest theme probably ever for a cartoon. That's right. And how do you not get hyped about that? Yeah. That, you know, shit's going down when they, when they play the, the theme song. And then they give the, again, you get two parts in it too, right? You get the first X-Men versus four horsemen, and then you get a, a second X-Men versus four horsemen. That's right. In between yeah. the, the plot lines of the X-Men trying to break into I'm just gonna call it Fortress of Solitude. I'm just gonna. It's Lazarus it. Chamber. This is, there you it's go. A pyramid. Yeah. All the the comic book information I have, and they're tr- they're obviously trying to stop Apocalypse, blow up that his recharging station. It's a good mission, but again, they get duped. It's a trap. Yeah, Mystique. As- Mystique is posing as Apocalypse, so when they get in to to take care of him, she's like, "Hit it now, Apocalypse!" And he presses some buttons, and they all get flashed, and they kidnap Charles, and Wolverine jumps in to the portal after him. Which again, awesome. yeah. So again, Wolverine's just finding ways to stay stay in the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. Before we jump to Pop Four, I just want to talk about how Beast goes into when they're back at uh, the mansion. Beast yeah. goes into this whole uh, levels of good and evil and what it means that if evil oh yeah really cool. die, um, there always finds another way to repopulate. I thought it was cool because it was pretty much Nietzsche, and Nietzsche has a book called uh i think it's beyond good and evil so i feel like the authors knew that or sorry the writers producers whoever you want to give credit to and then giving it to beast to talk about how this is one of those profound kind of things that you pick up when you're an adult about the nature of good and evil and what it means to actually remove one because it's kind of impossible you need the balance that's right because he's talking about if one another will rise to that power yeah and because they're talking if if Apocalypse really is evil personified and the right. importance of that, right? So yeah, really, I, cool. really cool. The highlight for Beast, again, Rogue is somewhere counting the flowers off of her bouquet. Jubilee is complaining about not being on the team. Um, but Beast gets that good line. Yeah, Beast gets some good lines. And he, and he hops around a lot too. He does. He has he a weird, that? Um, when they're like running into the, the temple, Wolverine, like running, everyone else is running, and then you running, see Beast hopping. He hops. Yes, yeah. I'm glad you caught that. I was like, "What, what the fuck?" That was jarring. I was like, "Why is this guy not?" <laughs> Why is he hopping? He can, he can, he can, he can run. I'm pretty sure he can run. Part pretty four. sure he can run on all fours. Anyways, part four. Wolverine, yeah, yeah Wolverine, Wolverine jumps. Yeah, so Wolverine's clearly jumps to the portal, and Apocalypse is like, "Whatever, I'll, I'll let you live, so you can witness the downfall of everything." Yeah, before we even get to that good stuff, we still have to go back to Bender, who I wrote down as the second worst character in X-Men animated series history. The worst being? Jubilee. Oh, I thought you were going to say Gladiator. <laughs> um, he does more than Jubilee. Like, Jubilee just whines. Yes. That's the first season, then she has nothing to do. Because I don't know if we ever got to do the first two episodes. 
Nope. What if we do? No, I don't want that. We didn't. If we do, I'm definitely going to be shitting on Jubilee. Ah, oh, she's terrible. But that's her, those are her best episodes. Yes, that's right, because she's the audience. That and like Genosha, when, when she gets kidnapped and goes to Genosha. Um, Cable uh, jumps in when they figure out where X is. But, Magneto, but before that, um, in his... Oh, I skipped a whole bunch of shit. He skipped a whole bunch of stuff. Magneto is digging or pressing Apocalypse for his plan. Correct. And he goes, okay, so what's, what's the plan here? And then Apocalypse spills it. And I'm like, this guy is an absolute psycho. Like, he's just like, he's collecting all the psychics. Because he's been in this time, this axis of time for centuries. Correct. You, you find out. He's, so he's, been, he's just learning and observing. and learning. So yeah. he's, he, he's killed his plan to capture all the psychics and then kill them all at once so that they'll release this shockwave that will basically shatter time itself and create a new existence where yeah, he would place himself as the, yeah that's the quote he says like uh time is the greatest power in existence yeah so not so only did he find out how to utilize that but he stepped outside of time so he could really fuck with what's inside of it i was yep. like god damn apocalypse and then he was like you're a lunatic <laughs> facts he's like but i knew all along not to trust you so he's like hit him and then mystique was pretending to be remember she was posed as death Correct. so they so i actually had a good laugh and magneto throws him out of a window Oh, and he gets them like good, like yeah. I was like, we holy talk shit. About the off. So, um, Apocalypse explains more to Magneto what you just talked about, how like killing psychic stocks time, and how he wants to rebuild obviously time in its own image. Yeah. And Magneto double crosses Apocalypse, and yo, that blast that like fucks him out of the wall into time because they're they're sitting in like a castle that's outside of time, but once you like. It, there's no like land or anything like that so once he breaks him out he's just falling onto like beams of light and shit like that blast was like yo like was I, was so I was like i was like yes eric yeah. <laughs> magnus magnus did good and then then you have all these breakdown fights right so but do, make, make make note that um in the last part when they when they went to when the x-men went to his period period, period his pyramid <laughs> when, they, when they went to apocalypse's pyramid they blew it up kale blew it up so his sarcophagus and and is gone. So yeah. if he if Apocalypse returns to time itself, he'll he won't exist because his pyramid doesn't exist. It's only the fact that he's outside of time that he's able to survive. To manipulate it. So yeah. But he has to stay outside in order to uh, capitalize on what's fucked up inside of time. Right. Meanwhile, Sinister shows up and he's like, "Yo, what the fuck? That's, yep. I thought we were working together." So they start fighting. Uh, yeah. Well, was like, Magneto's like, yeah, this guy's a lunatic. And he's like, yeah, I knew. But it's doesn't matter. I'm still going to be able to do my my work with this psycho-ass plan. So you're fucking shit up to me. I'm not going to double-cross Apocalypse. And then he comes back up with his horseman pick carrying Exactly, him. yeah. Then Magneto gets fucked up by Apocalypse, who's not dead by no means. No. And then you get the Brotherhood versus the Horseman. Yeah. Which I enjoyed that fight, too. Finally, the, X the X-Men show up. The Technodrome lands, enter Cable. Yeah, because they well, so Cable, his computer is able to track Apocalypse as a his journey to as a partial journey. I'm like, right. what do you mean? What do you mean a partial journey? Like, oh, well, he's outside time. He's in like the axis of time, so he's got thrown off. He goes, all right, we're going there, and he just runs by himself. <laughs> okay. And this he, is what we didn't cover in the third episode: Magneto and his computer, Gray. Gray Malkin. Malkin talk to each other and they even like there's lines of dialogue talking about like oh they're both learning from each other right like that's that's the writer 
not covering their ass, but giving them this extra level. Oh, of, cable. Yeah, you said Magneto. Yeah, cable and yeah, remote. My bad. Yeah. Uh, cable, cable. I was like, what? Cable, cable's computer and cerebral talk. So right. that when his ship goes back in time or forward in time, it has all this extra information that it can now complete the task of fucking ending Apocalypse's like super evil plan. Yep. But that's those are one of like the under things that are happening in all of these episodes. There's there's so much going on. Like they they literally gave a child like a toy store worth of just little references and things that like, you can chew on. But like it gets even deeper when you become an actual fan of like the comic book series. Oh my god, yeah. How far they've come, right? Outside of the 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 I guess Apocalypse's little time sphere, um, Bender reveals that he's just a janitor of time. Custodial engineer. And Bishop's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> and yeah. sees that there's something new, which is like this blue ring now circling this uh, yeah, orange beam of light. He's like, something's not right. He, it, he does good things, but like his rationale for just shooting a random vial yes. is not the smartest, but he ends up freeing Psylocke, who crashes down. And, like, and he knows oh, who she is, so he, he must be familiar with her in his time. I noticed that he's like, oh, Psylocke. <laughs> Which is great, but like yeah. to just randomly shoot at glass um, cases that hold people, like you don't know what's gonna happen. Like, yeah. You just found out that you're outside of time, and you're just so cavalier to be like, ah, "I'm just gonna shoot things." Like what? <laughs> the sense. Wild West, baby. <laughs> I know. Fair enough. <laughs> it makes sense. Then you get Bishop versus the Horseman, who after Apocalypse sees that his powers are uh, dampening and lessening because there's something going on with his psychic bridge sends his, his goons out to go fight uh, what's going on in the light bridge, I guess we'll call it, which is Bishop. Yeah, you, I, I, was, I was thinking that place was kind of like limbo and then yeah. the inside would be the access town. That's how I was differentiating because I'm like, it's not the same place, but it kind of is. They're, they're two different settings and that's why it was so weird for we're in the fourth episode and we're finally talking about Bishop who starts off in the first episode setting up everything. So and then, Yeah, yeah. And then he again, ends up super pivotal but didn't do anything until the 11th hour. Yes. Inside Magneto's like, oh, but has his but has his rad theme song play like three times in this episode. It's awesome music. I'll, yeah, I'll I always is. give this animation maybe the best soundtrack for a lot of things. Um, inside Magneto begrudgingly is like, oh fuck, I need Wolverine and goes to free him, and Wolverine's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like, I'm freeing you, right? So, so you get Wolverine versus the Nasty Boys. So you get another battle inside while outside Bishop's fighting the Four Horsemen. I like the back and forth that Wolverine and Magneto have later on when uh, Magneto gets knocked off one of the platforms because his power weakens, and Wolverine catches him. He's like, "Look who I'm saving! You'd think I was Xavier." And then, like, <laughs> like not even a few minutes after that, Wolverine tries to go toe to toe with Apocalypse and gets dusted. Dummy. Yeah. And then Magneto catches him. He's like, "Look who I'm saving! You'd think I was an X Man." I was like, <laughs> "Oh, you Eric, you sly prick." It's amazing. I'd love to see. I'm pretty sure it exists. Oh, I fingers crossed. A nice Magneto Wolverine crossover or run together because those guys definitely are polar opposites but yeah. always seem to get the job done well Magneto could fuck him up with the snap of a finger too but <laughs> Wolverine would find a way to just like punch him sooner yeah. or later yeah eventually. Uh, it's weird that uh when the horsemen attack uh Wolverine sorry Magneto and Mystique inside the time axis they use uh, Vertigo who attacks with the mind, right? Yeah. She has like this sonic thing. But like Magneto spent his entire career building this helmet to block out Charles. Yes. 
So the fact that he gets a, a, like affected by that, I was like, ah, there's my geek status. I get that's my, true though. That's that's no, that's driving. I get my, yeah. I get my helmet badge because I saw that out there. In the last 15 minutes, Apocalypse fights Cable, Magneto, Wolverine, Bishop, and a team of psychics. It's amazing. Yeah, and the, the psychics. Oh boy! So Bishop ends up shooting them <laughs> all out. <laughs> <laughs> Just break a glass, yeah. And I went through and I, I noticed a few myself and then i actually looked up the rest and stuff and there's a lot of deep cuts here a lot so obviously i'll go through them obviously there's gene xavier and oracle that we know in psylocke but then there's also games master that's the guy that um uh what's his name sinister brings that in and just drops him into the into the holding cell and buckles okay. like you didn't have any trouble with this one that's games master he's a he's a, a villain there's mesmero there's karma from uh you know she's in the new mutants run right now too she is yeah karma uh mastermind i put him twice i said mastermind and then i said yeah anyways mastermind moon dragon typhoid mary's in there emma frost i don't know you saw her I gremlin oh you didn't see her gremlin oh. strife rachel summers is in there iraqi mojo oh. shadow king revanche so Quanon is also there which Ooh. i thought was cool and neanderthal another man another <laughs> reference to our hawksbox docs and I'll, yeah, most of, these, most of these people, it's their very first appearance in the show. As and their last well. appearance, too. And their last appearance, yeah. They definitely get it. They didn't yeah. get an episode. But again, it's so awesome that legit X-Men writers and producers are obviously fans because they're like, okay, how could how do we squeeze in all of these guys, right? Yeah. Jeez, like, I had no idea Emma Frost was in there. Let yeah, alone Emma Frost is there. You can see her. She's over um, Xavier's right shoulder in one shot because I was going like slow-mo, like, okay, I know that one. So I knew mo I knew not most. I knew a bunch of them, and then a couple of them I had to look up. But Emma Frost, she's in, she's in the white. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's her. And, and I saw Rachel the Most powerful minds in the Marvel universe to dummy out the oldest mutant in yeah. The, the yeah the first Marvel yeah. universe yeah the first mutant yeah. So and they, they launch him back into time, which ends up he's like Charles is like you will cease to exist. I was like, god damn. You yeah, guys well, just... Does he though? I think that's it for him. I don't know if he comes back because this was the last season of the show, right? Four. I don't think Correct. they came back after four. And that was the weirdest thing about this this ending because I wrote happy ending dot 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 knowing because I'm a fan of the show. They always give you that little nugget of the next thing that's going to be like you'll just see like Juggernaut walking around in the background. Like they always used to set up whatever the next kind of threat was. Well, there was actually they did do that really briefly. Ah, so what did I miss then? Really br Bender. When Bender oh, he switches into someone he else. He switches into Immortus. I thought it was going to be Doctor Strange for a second. No, like, he well, he switches into Immortus. And uh, those who don't know who, who Immortus is, he becomes Kang the Conqueror. Wow. So a big Avengers villain, jumps through time. Yeah. yeah. So he's actually, they actually. And watches it play Kang. out too. Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of information. Very so you're kind of like, you're kind of like, oh, fuck. That's, so that's why he's so obsessed with time and all this. Because, yeah, he's Kang the Conqueror. <laughs> It's like, so oh, my, my or is it is correct, but they, they give essentially Cable a happy ending, although they don't show where he flashes forward into. Let's go find my son. That's all he says, right? Yeah. So, and then he's gone. Fucking amazing run of episodes. So like <laughs> this was I was like, wow, this should have been this should have been the series finale or could have been. And, and it was and close to not what I reference when I go back to think about this cartoon or the the plot lines to like recommend to other people. I'm never like good or bad. No. 
well, it, this this kind of this kind of is the last. This is this kind of is the series finale because I think there's only about four episodes after this one, and then the show ends. Sorry, I'm never uh, recommending Beyond Good and Evil. That's what I didn't say correctly, but yeah, uh, this this one was over my head in terms of I can't believe I forgot how great it is. It was fucking great. Yeah, it's probably why I didn't remember it because I didn't understand much of it as a kid. <laughs> Yeah, that's why they give you so much Wolverine and be like, well, Wolverine beat up yeah. this guy and then he beat up this guy. Yeah, that's exactly why. That must be why. But a lot of deep cuts that I never would have noticed. Like, a lot of, yeah, a lot of deep cuts characters, a lot of And just a, a lot of, including, fights. there were so many X-Men teams. Like, yeah. They got to do Bishop and Cable and both of them had separate, like, clicks in all of that. That's right, Bishop and Cable, yeah. And then uh, Bishop ends up being, like, the big the linchpin for the whole episode but he's barely he saved in it. the day but yeah. The, yeah, cable uh, progresses them through to get yeah. to that point the two, the two time jumpers <laughs> we also get cable oh, sorry i already said cable we also get psylocke angel archangel i don't go through all the stuff we've been talking about the whole time again i'm just trying to talk about how much i fucking enjoyed this four episode arc i want to give it the highest bottle caps i can oh, yeah we still got a bottle cap but i forgot about that yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm just five. happy talking about it yeah this is five yeah easily like there's, enjoyably there's a lot of fights there's there's some jokes there's like ton i drank, of fucking I drank them that fast and i'm walking around like hey yeah like i'm a happy drunk after this for sure yeah yeah, yeah. that was great it was so watch it yeah oh, yeah <laughs> Get rid of her, Apocalypse, as you promised. Prepare to serve your new empress, Gladiator. Let her go, if you wish to live. What are you waiting for? Eliminate her! In time. Are you all right, my empress? Stop him! If he did not come for me... Not her, the empress! You promised to destroy Lilandra! I lied. Farewell, Empress. <laughs>